Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Autism Stories. I'm your host, Doug Bletcher, the founder of Autism Personal Coach. Autistic people are the true experts of the autistic experience, and Autism Stories is where we interview autistic people to learn from their stories, experiences, and get their advice. If you would like to be notified about each week's episode of Autism Stories, we suggest you subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. We would also appreciate it if you could give us a positive rating and review as it will help others to learn about Autism Stories. Clarity is a beautiful thing and one of the many things that hosting Autism Stories has clarified for me is that autistic people are everyone and do everything in this world. That's why today I'm excited for the first time on Autism Stories to talk with a high school valedictorian about this process and what it was like for him. And then further on in the conversation, we talk about podcasting and all the benefits it has brought him in his life. We hope you enjoy today's conversation. Antonio, thanks for joining us today. And thank you for having me, Doug. My pleasure. I want to just start off like I do with each of these episodes of Autism Stories and learn where does your story in the autistic community begin? It begins at the tender age of two. I was diagnosed with a pervasive and developmental disorder. The year was 1995, I'm born in 1993, and there were many experts in the D.C. public school systems who felt that I would be unsuccessful and without hope because I did not talk on their timetable, and I didn't talk to strangers. Even on the second part, did not talk to strangers, that was parental instruction. So there, so at the age of three, I said my very first words, stop bullying my friend. My first words were about other people and advocacy and not myself. So I didn't talk for the most part during that time and the experts were getting worried that I would be in a vegetative state. And so they used the Americans with Disabilities Act, the ADA, the appropriate public public education part to exempt themselves from having to pay for my private education, special education. So in 1997, at the age of four, that's when I started talking. Before I started talking, they were still worried because we would go to them about my developmental process and they would got and their worries kept increasing. So at the age of four, the year I started talking in nineteen ninety seven, there was a lawsuit filed uh, by my mother and by education advocates on my mother's side on my behalf and they were sued by us. They lost, we won, and they had to, 
<laughs> they had to pay for my uh, private education, special education tuition until I graduated high school. So that's where my story begins. Now, I've interviewed lots of people on the Autism Stories podcast, but I don't think I've ever interviewed a high school valedictorian before, which is exactly what you are. So I'm, re- I, I'm so interested in this because I wasn't close to being a valedictorian at all. <laughs> so what, what in the heck is the process of becoming a high school valedictorian? Staying before, during, and after school and not doing any extracurricular activities my 12th grade year. So, so that makes sense because in high school I had a terrible work ethic. So that would have been my first uh, challenge to this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better than I once was. I still get so anxious when I have to give a speech. And part of being a high school valedictorian is the speech you may have to give. What were the some of the key takeaways from your uh, valedictorian speech to your fellow students? I said that success is not defined by labels, and it's not a death sentence. I made. I said that the choice to be successful, and despite the diagnosis, it has to be. You have to have a heart of dedication. And you also have to have an attitude of no matter what happens, I'm going to stay hopeful. I will make the options if there's no options given to me. That was the gist of what I was saying. And, and where does and where does that attitude come from? Because not everyone certainly has that attitude. My family and the advocates I had around me, hmm. and more importantly, it was something that I just am informed to gravitate towards in terms of that thought pattern. I I talk about on every episode of Autism Stories about how autistic people are the true experts of the autistic experience. So after you graduated college, you went into a program to become a direct support professional. Why was it important for you to go into a program like this in order to support other autistic and disabled people? not doing the DSP position because of the $7 a day budgeting and I had an outside in working with people who would have very serious conditions such as bipolar were outside of my special accommodations. I went to the academy to at least learn more about how I can help my own community and to educate myself more on disability rights issues. And uh, it was quite uh, eventful for me, learning The Ship of Fools and Idiot Cages, where they put people with disabilities in these ships and in these cages. 
as a way of an exhibition. Um, and the institution part was very hard to watch. Sometimes I had to exit myself politely from the classes because it was that heartfelt for me. I find, you know, with many direct support professionals, you obviously talked about how little that they're that you're paid. But, you know, in addition, I find that a lot of these professionals, the support, direct support professionals do not get a lot of education in terms of being a provider for for um, other disabled people. Um, what would you hope for in terms of education in the future for direct support professionals? Um, I've had that same concern even though I was in the program and still have it now. Um, I would say there needs to be more of a curriculum in the sense that if this DSP position doesn't work out, if you can just write reports, then you can do more of a secretarial position or more of a front desk. I saw the jobs are very limited. If you couldn't do the DSP position for the most part, then they couldn't give you a job. And I thought even advocates still have a hard time not doing what society does, unnecessarily limiting the person. Even if I can't do the DSP position, I can write so you can give me a writing position. Or I can do the front desk in the front desk position. I can speak. I can, you know, be the person that represents the company well. Or, you know, another gift, if I can do math really well, I can be the, like, treasurer or something like that. It's, I think there should be more positions because there's, way more things a person can do, even if they can't be literally hands-on with their client. Yeah. Just because someone wants to be a DSP doesn't mean that they should be a direct support professional, and there might be other right. ways that they can be helpful. Right. So something that we have in common is that we both host podcasts. Uh, you're the host of the podcast, Tonio Time Daily. For th yes, there. For those that may, may not have heard your podcast before, what can they expect uh, if they do listen? Well, I love to put out this honest disclaimer. It is for adults. <laughs> because of the topics I cover, I talk about anything and everything, uh, mainly... Uh, human rights concerns and uh, taboo uh, struggles. Um, but I also talk about everything from a standpoint of balance and love and concern and care and compassion. It's autobiographical and very uh, revelatory and uh, relatable. I, I, I hope that I don't shy away from taboo subjects. I'm curious, what types of taboo topics have you covered on your podcast? Abuse issues and human sexuality are the two I'll just name off the top right now. 
two really important things that do not get enough of attention. Um, yes. So how can uh, people listen to Tony of Time Daily? Go to Anchor. Um, that is the site that is, it's a free site. And they freely distribute my podcast. So I'm on Apple. Yeah. They so can go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can go to uh, iHeartRadio. I'm on their podcast section. I'm on Spotify. And last one on name is Pandora. So, Tony O'Time Daily, and you'll find me. I'm even on Amazon Music. That's the last one I mean for sure. So, something I'm really interested in is that your podcast is a daily podcast. Yes. I've thought with Autism Stories that I'd love to have this being a daily podcast interviewing autistic people, but it's pretty time-consuming for me just to put out one episode a week. So I'm wondering about the process for you having a a daily podcast. Well, whatever is on my heart at the moment, I will share up top of my head. I will comment on articles I've read. And I will have guests sometimes, mostly just me talking. Makes sense. Now, I've gotten so many benefits from hosting Autism Stories, and I also co-host two other podcasts. But I'm wondering, um, how do you feel like Tony Time Daily has helped you in your life? It's been therapeutic and healing to know that I like to be listened to because I listen to other people. So I like it when it's done to me. And it helps. It's it's a thought clarifier. It clarifies things that I had struggled to clarify in the past when I wasn't podcasting. But it has helped with my communication skills. It has helped with learning marketability. It has helped with... Um, truly speaking people's thoughts. When they when you speak people's thoughts, they are really appreciative. Absolutely. Well, I, I definitely encourage uh, the listeners of this podcast to listen to, to your podcast, Antonio, and really appreciate uh, your time today speaking with me. And thank you for giving, helping me with being on your platform and having me on your platform as well. My pleasure. Thanks so much to Antonio for the conversation. To learn more about Antonio's podcast, check out the link in the podcast description of this episode. If you would like to learn beyond this podcast how Autism Personal Coach can help you to reduce your daily overwhelm and get the things you want and need in your life, then book a Zoom call with me today. A link to book the call can be found in the podcast description of this episode. If you'd like to be notified about each week's episode of Autism Stories, we suggest you subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. We would also appreciate it if you could give us a positive rating and review as it will help others to learn about Autism Stories. On next week's episode of Autism Stories, we will have a conversation about hyperhidrosis. Until next time, I'm Doug Bletcher of Autism Personal Coach. Talk to you then.